Cahoots House. It is signing day on Wednesday. So what magic's in store this Fritzmas? You are Locked On Cougs, your daily podcast on the Houston Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown Cougs, daily podcast about your Houston Cougars. I'm your host, Houston-born teacher and coach, Parker Ainsworth, here to break down all things Cougs. If you're a U of H fan or just a hater who can't stop by, please be sure to subscribe down below. That way you place on Cougs in your newsfeed each and every day. Appreciate you making Lockdown Cougs your first listen of the day. Welcome back to the YouTube channel. It is so nice to see you again. That's where you found us. Remember to subscribe to one giveaway every 250 subscribers. The next one of those is at 2,000. It's a big marker. Subscribe. Help us get there. Just over 1,800 right now. Like and comment on the video. Let us know you're in that contest. If after talking through this entire deal about recruits and recruiting with Coach Fritz and all kinds of things with the Houston Cougar football program and recruiting, you just don't know what to say. Tell us in your signature the signing day this Wednesday, after all. Do you sign every single letter of your name? Or how do you, how, do you squiggle? I'm a squiggles guy. I'm a squiggles guy. All right, so we're going to have Brian Smith come on in a second to talk to us all about recruiting with Coach Willie Fritz, recruits that we have coming in, potential recruits that we have coming in as well, and a whole bunch of other exciting things on the horizon for the Kook. Now, I know a lot of you guys have questions about big-time guys in high school in the greater Houston area. Uh, including that guy from a little north of town. I know a lot of you guys have questions about recruits coming in, potentially in the transfer portal from Tulane. Uh, Brian and I sat down for a while to talk about this. Let's jump on in and listen to Brian break it all down as a national recruiting expert here at Locked On. And we're joined by Brian Smith, recruiting expert here at Locked On, thanks to LinkedIn Jobs. If you're going to add to your team, go to linkedinjobs.com slash lockedoncollege to do it. We're trying to add to our team today, Brian. How are you doing today? Doing well, brother. Just uh, ready for National Signing Day, December 20th, Wednesday. It's It can't get here soon enough so I can get sleep. <laughs> yeah, no sleep till Thursday is, I think, what, uh, what Brian's doing here. So he, last time we talked... Houston was in this weird spot because we had like an emergency, like 10 minute bit. We're like, okay, Dana Holgerson said they're done recruiting 2024s. And we're what both did like, I say then? <laughs> <laughs> we're both like, what is going on? How could he say that? I believe you mentioned first, like, this is fireable. And very oh, quickly, <laughs> um, by the end of the season, he is fired about 20, less than 24 hours after the final game against Central Florida. You're familiar with Central Florida. Um, and it comes out after the fact that that was, in fact, the nail in the coffin for the president of the university. Uh, Dr. Couture said that it was like she you know, didn't mind the wins and loss record, knew it was the first year in a new conference and all those kinds of things, but that that kind of like lack of hope was kind of the last straw. Uh, so I guess I'm first going to say, way to call it, Brian. <laughs> I mean, how do you say that we're not really recruiting right before signing day? That's like saying that you own a restaurant, but you don't have any food. <laughs> don't come here. <laughs> At all. That's the dumbest thing I think I've ever seen anybody say in recruiting. Well, and I've and, seen some pretty dumb things. <laughs> yeah, there's some pretty dumb stuff going on in college football. And the funny thing is, is that I don't even, if he wanted to say like internally, we're looking towards the portal, we're looking for, that's a whole different conversation than saying it out loud in the public. That was, a, that was, 
obviously the last draw, which ultimately got us to where we are today as Houston Cougars. Uh, we've got Willie Fritz coming in from Tulane. He's been the last seven or eight years at Tulane. I kind of worked his way up to get there, turned that program around big time by, you know, as a recruiting guy like yourself, finding guys that were one and two star guys. And by the time they graduate, you know, they have a shot at the pros, the Tajay Spears type guys, right? Coming through Tulane, flipping those guys around into real prospects. Um, when you pull in, when you're in Houston, right? You're in a power five. Not that it happens to hold out of new schools in Power 5, but on the smaller side of schools, we're still building up our NIL programs, those kinds of things. And you pull in a coach that maybe doesn't have the same – he doesn't have the you know, Urban Meyer splash to his name or anything like that, but he's got a winning pedigree. What kind of a length on a recruiting project do you th- – I mean, are we looking at two, three years, five, six years? How long do you think that kind of a turnaround can take? And does it even is there even any calculus in it with like the modern way that we recruit things? I still think it's roughly three years barring you getting a special player from the portal. I mean, if you're talking eight and four and up, you know, that's like when you're better than just a bowl team, you know, when you're one of those six and six bowl teams, are you really any good? Really? (laughs) I mean, not really. Okay. Houston needs to start getting kids from the local area. Fritz obviously has Texas roots. That's my barometer more than wins and losses. And this is very unusual most programs, that's pretty much what it's about. But he has to build a foundation for how we're going to change things because that other guy that I won't mention his name anymore, that was at <laughs> that same school sitting in that same seat, he shall not be mentioned by me again. He couldn't care less about that. Fritz is a hell of a coach. and He can develop guys, but you still need the ingredients to make the lasagna. You know what I mean? Like there, there's, a, you know, they're missing noodles. They're missing sauce. They're missing a lot of things down in Houston right now. So Fritz... He's got all the connections in that state. He is 70. That concerns me on the recruiting trail. But I I think he'll develop a little bit of what he has, get some of the portal. And by the end of year three, you're going to see a totally different team, one that functions better, has fewer just ridiculousness on game day, timeouts, or anything else. And, (laughs) um, yeah, I mean, that guy. And then the program will be in a better place when the next guy takes over. I think Fritz will be there about five years and retire. Well, better. and honestly, um, you know, the turning around of this program in five years and hanging off would be kind of a legacy leaving thing for Fritz if you were to retire in five or seven years, something like that, right? Because we've talked before, and I think it was in the summer, but Houston is kind of a sleeping giant in this whole thing, right? Like it's a now power five program. It's in a great recruiting uh, base. Um, you've got every kind of recruit at every kind of position uh-huh. within an hour. I mean, you go an hour and a half, you could build three college football teams very, very quickly, right? Um, the the thing people are, you know, hinging, you mentioned one big-time recruit or one big-time transfer. I, I got to ask about him because people think there's a chance here. The one high school that Willie Fritz was the head coach at was Willis High School. Uh, that is just north of Houston, and they have what I would call the best high school quarterback in the country that I've seen. In DJ Lagway. He is currently committed to Florida. I think he recently revisited Florida. There are people thinking, like, oh, could we get in the mix there right before signing day? Uh, is anyone getting the mix right before signing day? First, before I give my two cents on it, as a recruiting expert nationally, you've heard Lagway for years now at this point. Um, what are you hearing about Lagway? Is he signing with Florida on Wednesday? Yeah, he's going to go to Florida. <laughs> okay. I want to get that hey, out of the hey, way. Hey. Let's just cut, let's just cut the legs out from underneath that right away and not waste any time. He went to no. Gainesville again, so 
He's no, I appreciate getting that out of the way because you're the national guy, right? You have the national perspective. You've been following, like I said, you've been following Lagway for a long time on this. Now, hear me out on my theory here. Oh, Willie boy. Fritz is in his first year coming into Houston. Um, Lagway's from nearby. They both know Willis High School very well. Uh, and for what it's worth, Houston just pulled in. Uh, uh, what's the guy's name? It's like Sean. Uh, Sean Bell is the guy from Baylor that was some connection between. A lag win Baylor at one point because their dad dad knew Sean Bell or something like that. Anyway, he pulled him as a quarterback coach at Houston. Is it a potential, like, am I drawing too many connections here to think that Houston is trying to tie up something for if a year from now, Napier is fired at Florida, or two years from now, Lagway hadn't seen the field yet, or just there's some sort of disgruntlement at Florida that We've seen quarterback. I mean, every quarterback at the Heisman Trophy ceremony was a transfer. Uh, <laughs> the UT Austin kids had transferred from Ohio State. Like all these different guys are transferring all over the country to try and find ways to p- get to play. Am I drawing too many connections here to think that Houston wants to at least be in the running for when it inevitably happens a lag way too? No, I don't think that's out of out of the realm. I mean, it's got to be in your mind. But the reason Fritz is a good coach is he hires assistant coaches that are also good coaches. I don't think he hired the guy from Baylor because, oh, wow, maybe DJ will transfer. There's no way in hell that was his motivation. Oh. You know what I mean? But like to say that somebody in the office didn't say, oh, by the way, because DJ's dad played at Baylor. So, you know, I mean, that's that's the connection there. It can't hurt. And if he goes in the portal, you're going to recruit him. So all those things are lining up. But I would imagine they want as many guys on that staff that have a connection to the high school realm, if you will, of Louisiana, Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, because that's where Houston's going to recruit is those four states. All right, so much like Willie Fritz has to put together a championship caliber team, you're trying to put together a ride or die vehicle that brings home the winning trophy. And with eBay Motors, it is more than easy. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level up to peak performance from superchargers to roof racks to exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because the eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need and the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible is only exclusive supply, eBay guaranteed fit, available only to U.S. customers. So 90% of it would be in Texas. So they want at least six, I would imagine, coaches that have prior experience at the collegiate level in that state. And he's just a fit. So I, I think it's more coincidence than anything else. Well, it's just a funny, and I'm I'm not the only one drawing the connections there, but it is a funny set of coincidences. And part of that's also just like, there's only six degrees separation between anyone, especially in the slate, like greater Houston area high school football, right? Um, but... I, He's just such a special athlete. I think everyone wants to talk about like what he would look like in any college uniform, especially a Houston one. Um, other guys looking at this. Now, you've been on the national circuit for a long time, so you've seen in the last few years this transfer thing. I think the biggest national story was either like a USC or I guess Colorado, not as much because it wasn't all from Jacksonville State. But Houston pulls in Willie Fritz and Tulane. Tulane pulls in, has their own bowl game on, I think, the 27th. There's a lot of people anticipating a flood of two-lane transfers coming to Houston around the 28th, right? Um, A, 
as you've watched nationally, does that actually happen that often? I feel like there was some Oklahoma to USC stuff. Obviously, Dion did his thing at uh, Colorado. But B, going from Tulane to Houston is going from American Athletic Conference to Big 12. Obviously, Tulane beat Houston last time they played in 2022. I don't mean to say it's a bad program any stretch, but that is a big step up. So what do you see as far as people looking at that as a big influx of transfers to Houston? I think that's continuity more than anything else. And it's players you don't have to evaluate because that's what you did every day. So the kids that he would accept, he would know their academics, he'd know their social life, et cetera, much better. And it's easier. And he probably wants them to help set the foundation at Houston. This is how we operated. This is how we went from a doormat to being a bowl team, winning the American athletic, et cetera, et cetera. So these are important players. They have different values than just wins and losses in year one. Even if it's a one-year player, they help set the foundation for years two through five. So I would not be surprised at all, and I think it's a very good thing if Fritz is able to get some of his former guys that had to Houston. One of the guys that has already committed because he's not going to be playing in that bowl game is Corey Platt. Corey Platt was a three-star linebacker from the state of Arkansas and had a really good 2022 season towards Achilles at the start of 2023. Um, you hate to hear about young kids turning their Achilles. Like I think of that as like a a guy in their 30s and 40s injury. Um, tears his Achilles, missed the 2023 season. It looks like he may be back for most of, if not all of, next season. Again, he does transfer in, coming from Tulane, familiar with Fritz. Um, what do you remember about Corey uh, Platt as a recruit, as a prospect? And frankly, then I want to talk about Leeds Achilles injury as a whole. So what do you know about Corey? I just seen him play. I, I don't remember his recruitment because Arkansas kids get like no publicity. There's like nobody like that state is just, it's just what it is. Uh, the natural state, as they call it, it's the natural. Nobody's there to cover a recruiting state for me. Um, I don't know a whole lot, but their defense was very disciplined the last several years. If he was a part of that, that's a good sign for Houston. Cause the last thing I would call Houston is very disciplined on defense in the last five years from the times that I saw him play. They they're just too up and down. They'd have great moments, but then they'd have a bust and somebody's walking down the middle of the field and catching a pass. So that's kind of a Fritz guy, if you will, just in general. That's somebody that kind of set the tone. And again, like you said, the ACL sucks. There's nothing you can do about that. You just hope he recovers quickly and he can at least participate in some way, shape, or form in spring ball, but he's not going to be fully back until next summer. That's unfortunate. But that's what you got to do, though. You got to take a few more chances. If you're used to it, at least it's a guy that can help you install the system. His biggest benefit might be doing that because inside linebacker in today's world is brutal mm-hmm. because you're running against the RPO game and trying to cover running backs. Ugh. And then you got to go take on a 315-pound offensive guard. So, I mean, you want guys that you know with those right up the middle. Center, nose guard, middle linebacker, quarterback, free safety, up the middle. It's kind of like baseball. Catcher, pitcher, first or second base, shortstop, center. It's the same deal. They, they, I think they're looking at that more for the stability than anything else. The transfer portal give it the transfer portal take it away. It looks like Houston may end up losing a couple of defense line in the portal. But one guy that kind of fits the same mold of two lane guys coming in with Fritz is Keith Cooper. Keith Cooper is 6'5, 275, but he's from Greater Houston. He's from Dickinson. Uh, also, you know, is that Andre Ware's from Dickinson? Fairly famous Houston Cougar alum. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we got ties. We got ties. Um, now, he's played a lot of ball at Tulane. Um, I would say 275 is a little, frankly, thin for a defensive tackle. Um, 
but we'll, we'll see how he sh- six five is long, right? So we'll see how he pans out when he shows up. Did you get to watch anything on Keith Cooper? What do you know about Keith Cooper Jr.? Just another guy that's just a big body. Look at the numbers and stuff. I mean, he's a solid player, but he didn't make a ton of plays. He was more of a rotational guy, and and you know it's great. Just kind of look at his pro football focus stuff. But these are the kind of guys I'm I'm hoping that if they can combine and they can rotate, they can make a bigger hay. I just don't think he's a guy that everybody's going to know a ton about and expect a lot. I mean, if they want him, though, that's what's interesting. Because, again, he's not a, like an elite playmaker. So I wonder how much Fritz is really just trying to set the foundation. And he's just one of those guys. Platt, I mean, he played one game last year. If they want him, you know he's a guy because they're willing to put up with the ACL. This kid played and was just kind of a rotational player. That's different. It'll be interesting to see what he does. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see. I, I just, I can't, I can't get a read on, um, on his impact in a Big Twelve football game, right? Um, I tried to go back and watch like when they played Ole Miss as like an, a Power Five type team, and frankly, sure. um, he was. I don't want to. He was invisible in both a good and bad way. He wasn't missing plays, but he wasn't making. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't. He wasn't a net either there. way, as far as I could tell. Um, so I, you know, I don't know what to make of him in the big picture. Today, yeah. as we as we're speaking now, um, they've had a couple more transfer commits um, over the course of of time. It looks like they're trying to fill in their roster with all kinds of different guys. One DB they're bringing in is an HBCU kid. Now, I thought they had brought in a really good, talented kid from Texas Southern last year in Isaiah Hamilton. He is from Houston, by Houston, et cetera. Obviously, went from Houston high school system to Texas Southern to University of Houston. Chris Davis, I think, is kind of the same guy to Louisiana. He's been at Southern and is now following uh, Willie Fritz from the state of Louisiana to Houston. Did you get to watch any on Chris Davis uh, at Southern? It's kind of a smaller program. I don't know how much they blip your radar. I have no idea. Like, that's different because they're just, there's no. There's no film like against all these other schools. Unless they're playing LSU or something. I do not know much about him, but I mean, that doesn't mean he can't play. And again, if it's a Louisiana kid, you know, Fritz is going to know about it. And I'll trust his opinion on that. Obviously. Anyway, he's tremendous football coach. So I think those are the kind of kids they are going to have to get in general, though. They're going to have to work their way up. And that's kind of been what Houston's deal was. And they just didn't do a good enough job with it. Um, Southern has had kids for years go to the NFL. So it wouldn't be the first time, you know, Grambling, Southern, schools like that, McNeese State. They've had a lot of NFL guys that people didn't know about until they got drafted and start playing Doug Williams, et cetera. So I'm sure they'll be just fine if Fritz likes the kid. Well, he seems to be a pretty good gauge. It's just it's interesting because it's like you're saying, we don't have a whole lot to gauge on it. Like we're just yeah, trusting well. the evaluation. Um, across these transfer portal, you're seeing a handful of offensive linemen. Um now that we're like a couple years into watching this portal thing really go, before I launch into any names, as a national recruiting guy, how many realistically in the entire college football, how many offensive linemen that can really play are going to be in the transfer portal at all this winter? Five. Five. It's that maybe, slim picking. Maybe if you're lucky, eight. But that, when I say that, that means there's a couple of guys that have long-term ability, but that were like freshmen and they, you know, fired the coach and they're just in. It's just upside. Five that can come in and like this is a dude. Who 
if you're lucky. And right now it looks like it's going to be less than five. And is that just a function of how hard it is to be a power five division one offense alignment? Like how few people on earth are built to do that? Like what, what's the cause there? O-line takes forever to develop. Think of it this way. If you and I are racing and I say, I'm going to run forward and you're going to run backwards, who's going to win? That's what offensive line is. The guy in front of you is going forward. You're going backwards. Now do that at 315. Pass pro is the problem. I don't care how athletic you are. I don't care how well you bend. I do not care. I do not care. I do not care. It's not natural. So the guys that can do it get paid millions and millions of dollars. And there's a handful. I mean, if they're any good at all, even close to making the NFL after the junior year, they leave. Um, so much money. So much. Yeah, money. it's just like, even if you make it for a couple of years, you're going to have like $800,000 as like a practice squad player or something. It's just, you know, Blake Fisher left Notre Dame nowhere near ready. He turned pro after his junior year. He's nowhere near ready. He just hangs on to a roster for two years. He's not going to care. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. That's why there's nobody in the portal that's any good. You can't teach 6'6", 320, like you mentioned, and then kick-stepping against somebody that's 6'3", 250 is not a good time. That's no. that's the problem. So, like, Houston's got two commits in the transfer portal. Uh, Dakota White was a all-conference honorable mention at uh, Louisiana, former Louisiana uh, Lafayette. Um, I thought he's got pretty good film, but it's hard to transfer, like, what does Louisiana Lafayette film look like? compared to Houston Field. Um, and then you've also got, they pulled in a kid named Jack, uh, Jake Wiley, who was at UCLA last year and didn't really get to play much. But before that was on those really bad Colorado teams before Dion got there. And he played a lot for those bad Colorado teams. <laughs> Jump ship when Dion got there. Didn't play much at UCLA. Um, so I... I don't know where to go with that because that old Colorado film, like you mentioned, is a couple years old. He's a bigger, stronger, faster athlete now, but he also didn't play much at UCLA, right? On the flip side, that, so that's Jake Wiley. On the flip side, Dakota White has really good film, but it's at Louisiana, right? So I don't know how either one of those guys adapts to Big 12 football. Do you have any idea how to evaluate that? I would go with the guy that's had more success still. There's something said for the process and getting there and seeing results over and over again to build your confidence. I would go with the Louisiana Lafayette kid. I, I just, I, it's interesting to me because I'm still learning how to gate transfer, uh, transfer portal kids engaging different college conferences is always a big difficulty in evaluation, especially for a lay person like me that's like, oh, this guy committed. Let me go watch what, let's see go, something about him, right? Like you do this all the time. I'm going to ask you, last two kids. High school kids, you may have never heard of them. But I want to ask you conceptually about this because I'm a basketball guy. Houston, Franklin, that's what's a really good basketball school. Um, I grew up loving a guy named Julius Peppers. For the listener at home that maybe is too young to know, Julius Peppers was a football and basketball player in North Carolina and was an all-everything defensive end for the Carolina Panthers. Um, really like once-in-a-lifetime kind of athlete to get to watch on television, right? Houston has two commits from high school seniors, one of which is 6'8", 250, one of which is 6'6", 235, who have only played a single year of, college, of high school football apiece, right? One is, let me pull, make sure this right. Um, one is Demarcus Johnson. He's from Fort Bend Marshall. He's 6'8", 250. 
He's throwing the ball off the backboard to himself, going under his leg. Like, crazy good athlete, but one year of high school football. And then Darius Washington is from the DFW era, Mansfield Lake Ridge. He's a 6'5", 6'6", guy, 235. Um, conceptually, taking that giant, strong basketball player that there's not really a spot for in basketball anymore and making him a pass rusher outside of Julius Pepper because he's like an idol of mine. Who else would you like? What other success stories are that are there for that? Uh, what's the, the guy he's still in the NFL, the tight end that played basketball at the University of Miami. I think he's back with the Saints. I mean, there's some guys that have played basketball, went football. But I mean, overall, it's just kind of a it's a shot in the dark. There's a few of them, but not that many. Um, I think you're just looking at skills. And the good thing is if you played one year, you haven't learned a ton of crappy habits. A lot of coaches tell, I mean, seriously, a lot of coaches will tell me I'd rather have this kid because it's easier. I'm not breaking habits and then starting. I'm just starting. So if you're six, eight, two fifty, and you're doing windmill dunks, we can talk. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's bottom line because that kid has a wingspan Worst case scenario, you could end up maybe he's your offensive tackle. Honestly, at six eight, you really could. Um, you talk about like there are all kinds of guys, times you'll see like NFL offensive tackles that played power forward in high school, and like the football coaches go watch the high school basketball tape to watch how well their feet work, right? Like that's everything, yeah. Very realistic. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about moving one to offense. That's a, that's a good point. That's a good point. You know, especially on defense, if you're in man, you don't know what you're doing, you end up on YouTube. <laughs> so, for all the yeah. wrong reasons <laughs> speaking of youtube that's a good segue where can people find you on all the stuff you're doing with national signing day coming up on wednesday um at uh, on twitter or x whatever you want to call it nowadays at fb scout <laughs> underscore florida again that's fb scout underscore florida um i'll be doing a lot of different things but more than anything it's going to be observing because i am now in the quote-unquote learning mode because uh, this is something we'll talk about this next summer there's a lot of guys entering the portal because they're not getting the NIL money they think they should, and it's creating more problems. And like what what the disparity is, what people think, and where where it's really at is the difference between China's government and the United States. Like it just, <laughs> it's it, it is crazy. There's been a lot of bad advice. It's something that's going to be the biggest topic. How much money do you give to some of these guys? Because then you set a precedent that goes back into the locker room. It's really touchy. I, I would be interested to see where that goes. So I'm going to make sure I subscribe. Y'all should all subscribe to Brian because that is a conversation I think Houston fans are seeing their own kids fall into on the flip 100%. side. But we'll talk more right. about that later. We'll right. talk more about that one later. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Brian Smith, FB Scout underscore Florida. Thanks for coming by today, Brian. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate it. And that's all we've got for Brian today. Again, Brian can be found at FB Scout underscore Florida on your social media pages. He also has an online YouTube channel where he breaks down all kinds of things, recruiting as well. Brian's a great resource for what things look like in the national landscape. I'm going to fit the University of Houston in as they build the program back to national prominence and relevance. And, frankly, has some insight into the greater Houston area and how things work in the recruiting hotbed that is our backyard. Uh, love having him on. Hope to have him on a lot more, a whole lot more signings in the very, very near future, obviously. I was be nice to just have exciting news to talk about more often with Brian. <laughs> um, thank you all so much for tuning in today and making Locked on Cougs your first listen of the day. For a second listen, I'm going to recommend going on to Locked on Big 12. Locked on Big 12 is Drake Toll. He's a great job covering the entire conference from top to bottom, recruiting, coaching hires, uh, 
bowl games, playoffs, et cetera. So make sure you go check that show out as well. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. Locked on Cougs. It's a proud Locked on podcast. Now with them is your team, our Cougs, Willie Fritz's Cougs, every day. Go Cougs.